Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 8440. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. Final hour on our Monday show. Randy Rainwater's out tonight. He will be back tomorrow. Ray Tucker's in Central Arkansas. I'm Rick Schaefer in Northwest Arkansas. This is a great chance to call us about anything you want to talk about sports, any subject, 501-661-1037. We've had great guests tonight. It was great, Ray, that you had uh, Daryl and the two players in there earlier tonight. Yeah, it was uh, nice to have them. Uh, I said something to um, um, Mikhail Mitchell there. Uh, that he sounded like Barry White, and you know who Barry White was. Now I'm now I sound like Barry White. <laughs> I'm, I'm battling sinuses and throat stuff. I don't know what's going on, uh, and the, and the pollen's just starting. So uh, anyway, um, yeah, I'd like to remind folks that they weren't tuned in during, during that time that our Little Rock Trojans are having a heck of a season. They got off to a slow start and they've turned things around. They won seven in a row. They won ten of their last eleven. Uh, they're now six and six on the road. That's irrelevant at this point. Uh, they have two two home games left Thursday night and Saturday afternoon. Uh, Thursday night is an eight o'clock game on ESPNU, so it'll be on national television. And we're wanting to reach out to folks in Central Arkansas uh, and just say, hey, please come out. You can you can get a ticket for as little as five dollars instead of general admission. Twenty dollars gets you a, a leather chair back seat, and so they have refreshments there. Uh, it's just a, it's a good environment, and we need we need a good environment. We need a big crowd. I want to say our biggest crowd was for uh, I think maybe Morehead State, who, who was number one in in the league at the time. They were twenty and five um, and eleven and one in the league, and then they dropped three three in a row. And so we're in a three-way tie with them and Tennessee Martin. Uh, if we win out. Uh, we end up with the number one seed in the conference tournament coming up in Evansville uh, on the 6th, of, 6th through the 9th of March. And so these are two very important games. On on uh, Saturday, we play Tennessee Tech, coached by John Pelfrey. Uh, we have a win over them early, early in the year. First conference game, as a matter of fact. Tennessee State beat us up in Nashville. And so, uh, as, as Coach would say a little bit, uh, we're thinking a little revenge here with those guys. But anyway... Uh, it says Little Rock on the front of the jersey representing our city, and hopefully people will turn out for the game. 8 o'clock is the, is the start time on television. Well, I hope they show up, too. I think that would be absolutely wonderful. I'm glad it's on ESPNU. I'll get a chance to watch them play. Certainly admire Daryl Walker. And, and it is interesting, as I was thinking about that while we had Daryl on, I, you know, I should have thought this a long time ago. How many college basketball coaches today, and 360 Division One coaches, or whatever they call it now, uh, but it's it's the top division of NCAA basketball, 360 plus. How many of them have been head coaches in the NBA? Probably not very many, and we have two of them in our own state. You know, Eric Musselman, and and I'm thinking that's one of his draws as a head coach is when he's recruiting, he's saying he, he's he's already putting together uh, information on the players he's recruiting. Here's what it's going to take for you to get the NBA, and, and we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And a lot of these guys leave the visit thinking, this guy really knows how to get me to the next level. At the same time, he's got a good program at Arkansas. Well, Daryl Walker would have the same understanding. Uh, a guy that has been a head coach in the NBA, that, that's pretty amazing. And so here he is at Little Rock, and there's Musselman at Arkansas. Both have been in the NBA, and I've, I've got to believe that it helps both of them. And, and of course, Daryl also made the point while he was on that with the NIL and the transfer portal, then even a head college basketball coach becomes almost like a uh, an NBA general manager. Yeah. 
because you've got to manage your roster. You got to manage who's coming in. You got to manage who's going out. You got to keep people happy if you're trying to keep them. You got to bring new in. You know, you uh, Little Rock brought in ten new players this year. Arkansas brought in a bunch of new ones. What eight or nine? And that's just kind of the way basketball is these days. You're going to have major roster turnover every year. But I say this all the time uh, for these young men that uh, think they're better than, than they really really are. They don't get to play. And they enter the portal, and nobody picks them up, and they just whizzed away their college scholarship. Yeah. yeah that's that's the heartbreaking part of it. Yeah, and that, that is a sad thing to uh, to see that happen because this is like in football this year. I think it was uh, as of late December, early January, there were over 2,000 players in the transfer portal. And, uh, you know, as of the second semester starting, about 1,000 of them hadn't, hadn't found a place yeah. to play yet. And so you turn around to mom and dad and say, hey, um, I need money to go to college. Well, just guess <laughs> what you just did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say mom and dad should say, well, good luck. Uh, you know, they have student loans, and uh, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Yeah, I just I don't know how they handled it in the locker room, locker rooms where you got guys getting lots of money and you got guys who aren't getting much money. Um, I don't I know how the coaches handle that. That'd be the difficult part. Yeah, I think it's a little easier in the pros because they have a system set up. Mm-hmm. And I say if you're a rookie. Uh, in any sport, NBA, NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, you're going to be making the rookie salary. And uh, even if you're the first guy picked in the draft, you're going to get a nice signing bonus, uh, more than a guy in the sixth or seventh round. But your salary is not going to be outstanding. You, you look at San Francisco's quarterback, Brock Purdy, is one of the lowest paid players in the NFL. And, and he's a superstar. And their college players make him more than him. Perhaps, yeah. So, not, not even perhaps. <laughs> yeah, if there's somebody making a million, they're making more yeah. than he was. That's right. So, you know, you, you look at that, and um, but that's a system that works. And if you've got a if you've got a super superstar, a quarterback, Mahomes, uh, you know, Josh Allen at uh, Buffalo, you know they're going to be high high salaried players, and nobody's going to resent that unless you feel like you're vastly underpaid. Yeah. So you know, it, it works a little better there than say in college. In college athletics, let's say somebody's getting a few hundred dollars or a thousand dollars a month, and one of your teammates is making six figures or more. That's that's a little tougher to handle. Yeah, speak, speaking of basketball, uh, the Little Rock Coaches Show is on our sister station, Buzz Two, uh, at seven o'clock tonight. I, I I shouldn't promote that since my. Well, I should. Uh, my outdoor my outdoor shows at seven o'clock on the Buzz on one hundred three point seven. So that's tonight. You yeah. have the out, outdoors because uh, Musselman's got one show left. Is that next week? Yeah, it's next 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 Monday at at uh, seven o'clock, and then we'll be at eight next Monday, and then after that we'll be at, at our regular time. I'm about to lose my voice here, Rick. Sorry. Um, uh, we'll be at our regular time seven o'clock up until next year when. College basketball starts, and and Darryl, I think Daryl's been a head coach of the in the WNBA too. I think. Wow, and, that's and, and so I don't know if Mus has done that. No, he's done the CBA, but not the WNBA. Huh? No, Nolan Richardson was a coach in the WNBA for a while in uh, Tulsa. And so I, I don't believe yeah. I don't believe Musman's done that. Well, I think one of the last times we were in Tulsa, and Coach Sutton was there and and not in very good shape. Uh, uh, Daryl had a guy that had just won. The, uh, WNBA uh, come speak to our team, so he, he he has a Rolodex unlike anybody I've ever seen. <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> that, uh, don't don't kill yourself, there, Ray. You can slow down a little bit. I don't I don't know that uh, I don't know that I have enough content to carry for the next forty five minutes. So well, I'm, I'm going to leave you hanging. I, I, if if you're out there and you've wanted to call Drive Time Sports and say, man, I can never get through. Now's the time to do it. 501-661-1037. We'll try and talk about uh, anything that you want to. Um, people know that I love baseball, so I've got two chapters left of a book called Why We Love Baseball oh, really? uh, by Joe Posnanski. Wow. And he has he had a book, uh, The Baseball Hundred. He rated the top hundred players in baseball, and it's thick and it's very good. He, he put it. He did them one at a time on the athletic during the pandemic when there were no games or anything. And so he's an excellent baseball writer, um, <clears throat> very partial, 
um, to uh, I don't want to say all the old timers, but anyway, it's it's a it's a cool book because it's not all the big moments you think it's they're going to be. Uh, yes, he covers Sandy Koufax's perfect game against the Cubs. Yes, he covers um, the 16-inning pitching battle between Warren Spahn and Juan Marichal. And he covers Babe Ruth hitting his 60th home run, Babe Ruth's called shot. You know, But there are also some real surprise things in there. Like, here's one. For those who saw um, the movie about the Women's Professional Baseball League, uh, a league of their own, mm-hmm. he asked the question... Did Gina Davis drop the ball on purpose, or did she get it knocked out of her hand for her sister to score the winning run in the last game of the movie? And it's interesting because he interviews uh, Penny Marshall, who uh, directed the movie. He interviewed Gina Davis. uh, He interviews a lot of people. And there's no hundred percent conclusion, <laughs> you know, whether she actually whether that was in the script, whether she dropped the ball on purpose so her sister could score the winning run because she'd always been the understudy, or whether she's so competitive she would never would have done that. So there's a whole chapter on that. All right. Interesting. We got a caller, Brian from Conway. Brian, you're on All drive right. time. Go ahead. Hi, Brian. Thanks for calling tonight. Hi, guys. Hey, uh, I was just wondering. You're talking earlier about that when you had a uh, Coach Walker on with the uh, uh, with the NIT situation, where if you win your conference, yeah. you're you get automatic. And I I need to bring that up, but I thought I read where they changed the NCAA changed the rule on that, to where they said they were not doing that anymore. Is that I hope I heard that wrong, but I could have swore I read that. I don't think so. Uh, a I'll, while back. I'll... I'll uh, let me see if I can research that a little bit, but I don't think so. I think that uh, I think that's still the rule right now because, uh, and I think Matt Zimmerman has brought that up too. There's 32 teams in the NIT, and he was we were talking about whether Arkansas would ever would get in, and of course, obviously they'll have to go on a big winning streak to have a chance to do that. And he said no guarantee because same thing that we were just talking about. He said conference champions that don't make the NCAA tournament automatically go in the NIT. And the NCAA well, I, now the NCAA now owns the NIT. So I think that is still the rule, but I'm going to see if I can check on it here while, even while we're on the air. Okay. Well, I, I hope that's the case, because I'd love to see Little Rock get that if they didn't win their, uh, their, their conference tournament. And I'd love to see the Hogs in there, too, if they didn't... Uh, Obviously, didn't win the SEC tournament, but anyway, guys, thanks for taking my call. All right, appreciate you, Brian. Hey, okay, you bet. Uh, you know, it's, uh, since we're talking, I may not be able to hit this as fast as I'd like, but if, if nothing else, I'll get it on the next break. But I think that's still the case. So that's why I, was, I didn't want to bring that up with Daryl because he's focused on Thursday night, and uh, you don't want to start saying, "Well, hey, if this happens or that happens," because now you're talking about three or four games away. If they win each of the next two games, they're the number one seed. Uh, but they've, then they've got at least two games to play at their conference tournament. So you don't want to start asking a coach, well, hey, guess what? you got this. Because they want to be in the NCAA tournament. That's that's always the goal. That uh, is definitely the goal. Yeah. So, and I apologize to you for... <laughs> it's okay. Hey, the big thing is you got to be ready Thursday night. <laughs> and when you, when you do all these games, so I tell you who I feel for is Phil Elson. So Phil Elson did the uh, the three game baseball tournament in Arlington by himself, uh, which is standard. It, it's been that way for years. Uh, the play by play guy for baseball goes on the road, and um, for all the games, the color guy only goes uh, on the road for. Uh, Tournaments. Uh, now, I, I think Bubba has gone to that tournament in Arlington, but I'm talking about postseason tournaments, SEC and the NCAA. And so, Phil, I started thinking, I'm, I'm listening to this game Saturday night, and it went 14 innings. And when you're doing 14 innings by yourself, now, I used to work with Chuck on the baseball broadcast. He had it figured out. Now, he knew I was there, too if he couldn't get back, but he had it figured out almost to the second how he could get to the bathroom and back to the mic. And, uh, and of course, he, if I wasn't with him on the road, 
if I was with him at home, it was no big deal. But on the road, he had it figured out. Now he might throw a he might throw a station identification along with the brake, so he knew he had an extra ten seconds. Or he would tell the guy on the board, "I need a two-minute break here instead of a one-minute break." So I'm thinking, I I only worked with Phil two or three years, I guess, and he could get in and out pretty quick. But in 14 innings, where he was broadcasting from at the stadium, I'm assuming there was a men's room close by. Never, but, never, never. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to figure he's doing 14 innings by himself. You know. You've got to have liquid while you're doing that. Um, well, all you can do is wet your whistle. I got you can't drink. You just got to wet your whistle. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I guess I've always been a I'm a Coca-Cola guy, and I've always drinking a Coke when I, whenever I was on the air. And so, uh, you know, but you got to have that break to get away. Something in 14 innings, man, that is a tough gig to not get away at all. I, I thought my my story was terrible. Uh, we were playing, uh, D, uh, we're doing the NCAA regional and, and beat them. And so at halftime I had to go and I didn't get to go. And I'm by myself. And the game goes not one but two goes double overtime. And and so when the game was over, media row was pretty packed. And I may have knocked people over like bowling pins. I don't know. I just told them, I said, give me a four-minute break. And took off down through there. Yeah. Well. And it happens uh, quite often like that. So I don't drink water during the game. I just take a little swig and rinse my mouth out and just hope, hope things turn out okay. The hazards of broadcasting them, people but don't not think 14, much about. Not 14 innings. Yeah, now, 14 innings. And, of course, the, the thing there was he, they played Friday night, and it was a pretty fast game. Saturday night, and they went on and on and on, 14 innings. Then you come back, you do the post game. Now, there is a, a nice break of like three or four minutes between the end of the broadcast and the start of the post game, so you could sneak away there. And then... Um, you know, I don't know what time he went off the air. I think the game was over around 10.45, 10, No, it was, it was slightly after 11, right about 11.01 or 11.02. You know, and then you're coming back the next day for a 1 o'clock game. So a uh, short night for the players, short night for the broadcaster. And uh, gosh darn, you know, you, you, that ninth inning yesterday was agonizing to listen to. Uh, I'm sure we have some listeners that were watching it on Flow Sports. I, I was listening. I'm, I'm not going to subscribe to Flow Sports. And, uh, you know, Arkansas is leading 4-1. to one. Next thing you know, a hit, an error, uh, another error, <laughs> and it's 4-3 to three and the bases are loaded. And finally they got the last out. So it's not always easy to nail those victories down. I don't know how good Michigan is. They're 2-5 and five, uh, after the tournament. Oklahoma State's usually pretty good. Oregon State's very good. And Arkansas won uh, the Oregon State game. They lost to Oklahoma State. Razorbacks are fifth in the USA Today poll today. They were fourth last week. So, you know, that's, at this time of year, it doesn't matter much. I was on Instagram earlier today, and I saw where one of Chris Curry's players, one of his pitchers, was uh, named the Ohio Valley Pitcher of the Week. And also, I didn't mention this when Coach Walker was in here. Uh, we've got an outstanding freshman, uh, Jalen Crocker Johnson, out of San Antonio, 6'8", 230, true freshman. And for the eighth time this season, he was named the Freshman of the Week in the Ooh. Ohio Valley Conference. That's eight times. Only seven times ever has that ever, that ever happened. So uh, he's, he's a fun player to watch. Wow, eight times. That is really yeah. good. Well, uh, I'm glad for Chris. <clears throat> Randy was broadcasting from their game Friday, and they ended up winning an extra innings. And um, he, he thought they would all be gone and cleared out before he was off the air. But because the game went extra innings, they weren't. And so um, he stayed there through the through the whole ball game. ULR won in uh, in extra innings, so I'm glad they got a player of the week. Arkansas did as well. Hagen Smith's the SEC pitcher of the week. Be national player of the week. <laughs> yeah, he ought to be. 17 strikeouts in 18 outs because that's he only pitched six innings. 78 pitches, if you can imagine that. One of the guys. Gosh, I think I can. I don't think I can even remember his name. So in Poznanski's book, he writes about a pitcher in the minor leagues in 1952. He struck out 27 batters in a game. And 27? Uh, yeah, he struck out 27. 
Now there was uh, one out besides the strikeout, so he goes into the ninth inning with 23. And you guessed it, pass ball on one of his strikeouts, and so he got four strikeouts in the ninth inning. And uh, turned out, you know, he he had a great arm, live arm. Uh, he was in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization, and uh, but by th- three years later, uh, his arm went dead, couldn't throw. So yeah, 27 strikeouts in in a ball game. Well, I I never knew anything about that. So that's why I love reading stories like that, even though it was in the minor leagues, not the majors. He did pitch a little bit with the Pirates. Uh, maybe a year later, pitched a little bit. wasn't that effective, uh, but he was awfully good in that one game. Twenty-seven now, did, strikeouts. Harvey Haddix had a no-hitter one time. Something happened. Harvey like Haddix that. had a perfect game yeah, for twelve game. innings yeah. and lost in the thirteenth. That's covered in the book too. And uh, that's an interesting story. Evidently, he felt absolutely miserable when he got up that morning. He was a journeyman pitcher. He'd been with you know four or five teams. This is 1959. He's pitching for the Pirates. The next year, they were uh, World Series champions. 59, he pitched a game in Atlanta, in uh, Milwaukee. Uh, the Braves were in Milwaukee at the time. And you know he was no flamethrower or anything, but he was very accurate. And he just was pinpoint accurate with everything he was throwing. He was helped because the wind was blowing in a little bit. So he retired the first 27, then the first 30, then the first 33. And then uh, Joe Adcock led off the 13th, bottom of the 13th. First baseman, Milwaukee Braves. Yep. Led off the 13th. Then they got a walk, I think. And then Henry Aaron, get this, 755 career home runs. He lost one. He hit it out. Oh, he hit it over the boards for a home run, but he, the runner who was on first, couldn't see if it was out or not. Aaron passed him on the bases, so he's declared out. Adcock scored the run, and ended up being a double, and uh, Aaron got deprived of a home run. Back in. Tune in to Out of Bounds each Monday for weekend recap. Brought to you by Fleet Management Services. Serving Central Arkansas for over 20 years, they're your small to mid-sized fleet specialists. Offering diagnostic, suspension, tires, maintenance, engine, transmission repair, and much more. When you need someone to service your fleet and get your employees back on the road quick, call 501-375-3672. Conveniently located at 901 East 8th Street in downtown Little Rock. February is Valentine's Month at Guadney Buick GMC. Go beyond flowers and chocolate by surprising your love with a new ride from Guadney Buick GMC. The Valentine's sale is the best time to upgrade your love's ride. These sweetheart deals won't last starting with 2023 and 2024 GMC Sierras loaded with 5.3 V8 with under 1% interest. Plus, for Valentine's, get an extra 32.50 purchase allowance when trading in a 2010 or newer vehicle. The sweetheart deals don't end there. Guadalupe Buick GMC is offering under 1% interest on several of the most popular models, including 2023 Buick Envision, 2023 Buick Enclaves, and the insanely popular 2024 GMC Terrain. Fall in love with the 2024 Encore GX and drive off for as low as $219 per month. It's Guadney Buick GMC's Valentine's sale, and if he needs to, Cupid will shoot arrows through your bad credit, because this month, everyone is approved. That's Guadney Buick GMC, next to Sam's Club in North Little Rock. GMC, we are professional grade. Double B's presents Joseph Pinion when he joins Randy and Rick each week on Drive Time Sports. Double B's is an Arkansas company with over 34 locations and growing strong across Arkansas. Double B's, where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Want to thank all the folks who stopped by on a loaded Monday show. Roger, Baz, and Justin are back in studio on Tuesday. John Daly debuts. Caleb Battle talks about his 42 point game and Rick Schaefer shed some light on the historical significance of KB's performance as well as Hagen Smith's performance over the weekend and a preview of Arkansas versus Vanderbilt basketball. It's all coming up on Tuesday 6 to 10 a.m. right here on 103.7 The Buzz. I'm Supreme Court Justice Barbara Webb and I'm excited to announce my candidacy for the position of Chief Justice. From private practice to prosecuting attorney, To justice on the Supreme Court, my over four decades of courtroom experience have more than prepared me for this opportunity. I'll be an experienced and prepared Chief Justice with a fresh perspective on how to tackle our biggest problems, 
And that's exactly what Arkansans deserve. I'll focus on reducing case backlogs, expanding public access to the court, and modernizing our current systems and processes to save time and create efficiencies. Most importantly, I will uphold the rule of law and protect our Constitution. That's what I've done my entire life, and that's what I'll do as your next Chief Justice. With your support, I will continue to be a fair and independent voice that all Arkansans can trust. Remember, early voting begins February 20th, and Election Day is March 5th. Paid for by the Barbara Way for Chief Justice Committee. Listen for Champs and Chumps Fridays during The Zone, brought to you by Rowdy Hog Pickleball, the only dedicated pickleball store in the state. Located in the outlets of Little Rock next to H&M, Rowdy Hog Pickleball, your one-stop shop to pickleball success. If there's anything green in your yard right now, it's probably a weed, and you need to do something about it. Weed control and fertilization service from Sanders Ground Essentials is easier and less expensive than doing nothing or even trying to do it yourself. 315-9395 or go online at sandersground.com. Let's get growing. Great friend and great supporter of the Buzz First Security Bank. As Arkansas's community bank, First Security helps people make life better for themselves and for other Arkansans. They focus on helping make our community stronger. Every dollar that stays in the community helps the community through things like new homes and businesses so other people can have better lives. The financial professionals at First Security are big fans of Arkansas, and that's because they're Arkansas-owned and Arkansas-focused. They take care of communities just like they take care of customers. Check them out at fsbank.com. And get ready to bank better at First Security. Remember, FDIC, equal housing lender, only in Arkansas. That's First Security Bank. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. It's Gut Check Time. Drive Time Sports is back on the Buzz Radio Network. Well, welcome back to Drive Time Sports. I don't know if it's Gut Check Time, but Ray Tucker, Rick Schaefer with you, and it's time for Jim from Bryant. Jim, thanks for calling. Yes, sir. I just wondered if you thought, uh, even though he didn't uh, finish out, he kind of rolled out his last year still on that injury thing, but... uh, if Cliff Lee had a, will have a legitimate shot at the Hall of Fame. Maybe I don't think he won 250 games, but uh, I know he didn't win 300. But I, I just wonder if you think he might have a legitimate shot. Unfortunately, no. Uh, Cliff Lee had uh, a great career uh, for four or five year, years. He was really, really, really tough. Uh, in the World Series, he was magnificent. And, um, you know, pitching for Cleveland, he won the Cy Young Award. Pitching for Philadelphia, he's in the World Series. Um, but as good as he was for those few years, no. I, th- I think you've got to have, you've got to be excellent for 10 years or more to have a chance to get in the Hall of Fame. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for calling. Sorry about it. Sorry. Uh, I wish there was a chance, but I just don't think so. Now, Brad, I need to correct something. This is why our listeners sometimes are a lot smarter than I am, and uh, maybe all of us, but the NIT Board of Managers has announced changes for the 2024 National Invitational Tournament. This really is kind of sad because it once again emphasizes the elite. Now, now think about this. There are 68 teams in the NCAA Tournament, and they're projecting the SEC and the Big Ten are each going to get anywhere from seven to nine teams in anyway. The NIT has, what, 36 teams, the first 12 are the top teams in the ACC, Big East, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, and SEC based on NET rankings. So let's say the SEC gets seven teams in. The next two, eight and nine, who are highest in the NET rankings automatically get in the NIT. And those 12 teams automatically have the opportunity to host a game in the first round. So what they've done again is say the big leagues, which have all the advantages, they're giving them even more advantages in the NIT. 
It says, once the 12 automatic qualifying schools have been selected, those 12 we mentioned, the NIT will select the 20 best teams available uh, to complete the 32, not 36, 32-team field. And uh, the best four of those 20 will have an opportunity to host a first-round game. So if you win your conference tournament, excuse me, if you win your conference but don't win your conference tournament, you are not guaranteed. So they did change that. It was the rule the last couple of years. If I can get the um, music soundtrack, the music, the uh, song shaft, I, I'm gonna play it for him right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I don't. I don't particularly like that no. either. Uh, and uh, by the way, the uh, NIT semifinals and championship this year will be played at the Hinkle Fieldhouse on the campus of Butler University rather than in New York City for some reason. I have no idea why that is. Uh, in the NIT games, they're going to widen the free throw lane from 12 to 16 feet, which is the NBA um, NBA deal. And so, anyway, I hate that. I hate that that's what they've done to the NIT and, and t- taken in the past. Again, teams that have done well won their conference the last two years. I think that's all it's been. If you won your conference championship but lost in the tournament, you got in the NIT. They've changed that. All right. Coming up on Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors tonight, Deke, Deke Whitbeck. Uh, I've got a cough drop in my mouth. That's the only way I can continue. To well, good. Help. Hope that helps. Uh, uh, Deke Whitbeck, head of the Arkansas Game and Fish Foundation, will be, be one of our guests tonight. Uh, also, uh, we're going to explore the Little Rock Marathon that's coming up. Uh, Mike Garrity and Brandy Dixon will be in studio with us. And a little bit later on, Cameron Nestorinko, who I consider one of the top young bass fishermen out there. We're going to talk springtime bass fishing. So that's what's coming up at 7 o'clock on Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors. I hope I can still talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you'll be able to. Because my co-host, Brian Hendricks, is out of state. And so um, he won't be in the studio to bail me out. Well, it, it, we will get it done. You'll get it done somehow. That's exactly right. I, I can remember the, the worst situation I was ever in in broadcasting was, I'm going to say, 79 or 80, somewhere in there, a game at SMU. And I was working with Paul Eels at the time, and I could hardly speak. And Mike McDonald was the basketball trainer. Red. And he concocted something with honey and lemon juice and tea, and it was hot. And I can't say that it tasted very good, but it basically coated my throat for two hours. And so I could do the, I was squeaky voiced before, did fine during the game, squeaky voiced after. But uh, that, whatever it was that he gave me, got me through. And, and I know it's it's hard uh, to do that. And the, and the only time I can remember a play-by-play guy, we were at Georgia, and I was working with Mike Nail. And... Um, Mike couldn't speak. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing they could put down put down him to speak, and so I ended up doing the play-by-play on that game. I think that was my last year in sports information at Arkansas because Kevin Trainer was with us too, and so Kevin kind of supplied the color on the broadcast. So I'm one to know as a play-by-play guy at Arkansas. They, they won the game at Athens. So I had a, a game at Georgetown. This was when Mac McClung was a freshman at Georgetown, and I came down with pneumonia. Mm. And uh, it was one of those deals where you, you'd lay in bed, you, you just coughed till you blacked out, and and so at halftime I was done, and so our sports information director at the time ran champion finished the game, and when we got back to Little Rock. I spent three days in the hospital with pneumonia, and so some of the crazy things you do, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, speaking of crazy things, Mike Loggins, who listens to our broadcast almost nightly, was listening to the story about uh, Henry Aaron uh, losing a home run. Well, Mike Loggins lost one when he was at Arkansas. Uh, he hit one out of the park, hit an opposite field home run. Um, Arkansas's runner at first base, Dave Patterson, couldn't tell if the ball was going to go out or not. So he went back to first base to tag up. Loggins passed him. So uh, he got an RBI single instead of a home run. And that's not the – I don't know if it's happened other times at Arkansas. But uh, anyway, it does happen every now and then. Well, I didn't have to worry about that because in my American Legion career, I only hit two home runs. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, anyway, uh, things like that do happen. That's the other thing is uh, it, this book. It has some crazy things that have happened in baseball – 
like the story of the fly ball that hit Jose Canseco on the top of the head and mm-hmm. then bounced over the wall for a home run. And uh, and it's funny because Joe Posnanski says he's probably seen that on video 500 times, and he laughs hysterically every time he watches it. You know, because Canseco, Canseco wasn't exactly the best outfielder in Major League Baseball, so he goes back, looks like he's tracked the ball, and then all of a sudden he's lost it. It hit right on the top of his head and then bounced over the wall for a home run. And that's what made him fight Gary Hogan at uh that's ballpark. what made him fight Gary Hogan. No, I'm just, isn't that who Hogan fought? Hogan, I, I think Hogan. so. That gosh, that's been a long time ago. I, I can't remember much of that. Mm-hmm. That was at Dick uh, Stevens Park. Can say, yeah, that's yeah, right. I can, just remember what, what what's that nationally syndicated guy that I can't stand. Uh, no, anyway, he, he made mention of it and said that uh, Canseco lost to this old man in Little Rock. That's what he referred to Hogan as. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, crazy things happen in all the sports, that's for sure. Throws that get away, other crazy things. So I'm looking forward to reading the last two chapters of this book because I haven't got to... I, I've looked ahead to number one moment, but here's a cool thing, too. Okay, so those of you who go way back or who have studied baseball history, in 1960, in Game 7 of the World Series... The game's tied at 9-9, to Pirates and the Yankees, and the Yankees have have obliterated the Pirates on the scoreboard. The three games they won were 10-0, 16-3, and 12-0. Is this Mazeroski? Yes, but the Pirates won the other three games. And so this game is uh, 9-9 to in the bottom of the ninth, and Mazeroski leads off with a home run and uh, wins the game. It's the only time a game-winning home run has ever been hit in Game 7 of the World Series. Uh, Joe Carter did it in Game 6 for Toronto, and those are the only two walk-off home runs that have ended the World Series, ever. In 2010, somebody from the Bing Crosby estate discovered a color video of Game 7. It wasn't taped at the time. Nobody had ever seen it, ever. Bing Crosby was a part owner of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was in Europe when the game was played. He was too nervous to watch it on TV because that's his team, and he knew what the Yankees had done in the three games the Yankees won. So he, he had a guy video it off the TV in color, and it's per, it was perfect. And he had this in his storeroom. The guy calls Bob called the MLB Network. Bob Costas finds out about it. They got a copy of this. They took it to Pittsburgh, and every living member of that Pittsburgh Pirate team was invited to come watch it in a movie theater. And obviously, Costas interviewed them and all that kind of stuff. And for those players, it was 50 years later, they had never seen it. And, uh, you know, there's a guy named Hal Smith, who the Pirates were down in the eighth inning. He had a three-run home run to give the Pirates a two-run lead. And normally, he would have been a, a hero. And Costas said that as these players are watching, it's almost like they're, they're, they know the result, but they're not sure. Because this game, it had so many ebbs and flows. And Smith hit a home run, and they said everybody in the theater jumps up, screams, gives him a standing ovation. <laughs> this is a journeyman catcher. And uh, they just go crazy. And then, of course, the Yankees got two runs in the ninth inning, which is how Mazeroski hit the uh, home run in the bottom of the ninth. So anybody that's going to buy the, the uh, anybody that's buying the book, I don't mean to ruin it for you because there's so many great moments, but that was really a, a cool deal where they discovered that World Series. That's Hal Smith, the catcher? Yes. And he's from Arkansas, right? Not that Hal Smith. No, not there that were two one. of them. Okay. That's right. right. Okay. Okay. Well, we got another segment. Call us on anything you'd like. 501-661-1037 on Drive Time Sports. Watney Chevrolet is your destination for big Chevy savings. For a limited time, get a 2024 Equinox SUV for just $22,390 or a roomier 2024 Tahoe SUV for just $65,499. Restrictions apply. So be sure to visit WatneyChevrolet.com to learn more about these big Chevy deals. Or stop by and see us at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville for a test drive and more savings on your favorite Chevy models. Chevrolet. Together, let's drive. 
Hey, it's Matt Zimmerman for Telco Federal Credit Union. Hey, they get it at Telco Federal Credit Union with rising home loan rates. Maybe staying put and just fixing up your current home is a better financial solution. Telco offers home improvement loans even if you have little to no equity. Now you can get your kitchen and bath remodeled and some new flooring. The local team at Telco Credit Union will find you the right loan, the lowest rate, and will make the process so easy. Stop in, log on at telco.com or call 501 375 5321. For John's 60th birthday, his family planned to drive down old Route 66. But the trip took a detour when his wife got sick with RSV. It's a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems and hospitalizations. This year, we don't want to cancel our plans. We're protecting ourselves with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, a Brisvo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. Abrisvo, a vaccine to prevent lower respiratory disease from RSV in people 60 years and older. It's not for everyone and may not protect all who receive it. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had an allergic reaction to its ingredients. A weakened immune system may decrease your response. Most common side effects are tiredness, headache, injection site pain, and muscle pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. So don't wait. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine of Brisbo, because every breath matters. For over 30 years, Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse on 65th and University has been Arkansas's truck accessory headquarters and the only stop for all your truck parts and accessories. If it goes on a truck, Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse has it, like step bars, bed covers, toolboxes, and ladder racks, as well as gooseneck, fifth wheel hitches, and drop hitches. All this and more can be found at Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse, a WeatherTech Diamond dealer, 501-568-0040 or online at ArkansasTruck.com. And ask about the all-new RSI SmartCap. Join the zone each Monday for Game Balls and Jock Straps. Brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Find out who made the best, average, and worst headlines in sports and entertainment each Monday as Justin Acre and Wes Moore give you their Game Balls and Jock Straps on the zone from 10 to 1. It's all brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. 501 794 2770. Call today to get your landscape updated to a whole new level and be listening for Game Balls and Jock Straps only on 1037 The Buzz. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Well, not tonight. Randy Rainwater's out tonight, but he'll be back tomorrow. Okay, Mike Loggins wants me to clean this up, all right? Good people are calling him, <laughs> saying that he was running, passing people. Okay, so Patterson passed him, all right? So Mike Loggins was already past first base, and Patterson was coming back to tag up. So that's so Patterson passed him because Mike's lo- Mike Loggins... Uh, buddies are wondering why he ran past the guy. It was Patterson ran past him. So, Mike, we want to make sure you get full credit for that. So on the Bill don't, get, don't get blamed. On, How's that? on the Bill Mazeroski home run, Yeah. Uh, I remember in the theaters they used to show newsreels yeah. before the movie started. I remember yeah. seeing in black and white of that yes. home run, but not in color. Yeah, well... Yes, that home run. I've seen that video many times yeah. in black and white. Yeah. And that was a, they. They still had that, but they didn't have the whole game. And it was a pretty dramatic the whole game. game. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. This is the whole game they had in color. And so again, these guys hadn't seen it in years, and uh, and they're all fifty years older. So most of them are in their seventies, maybe even young eighties. And that was a heck of a team that the Pirates had uh, in nineteen sixty. But that game. Went back and forth, and again, the Yankees had just, in the games they won, they, they just blistered the Pirates. And so it went back and forth, and actually, before Hal Smith hit that home run, uh, I can't remember who hit it, but one of the Pirates hit a ground ball that hopped up and hit Tony Kubek in the throat. It was um, it was a play that, you know, say if the ball doesn't hop, it's an easy double play. Instead, it hopped up, hit him in the throat, and I think he had to come out of the game. And then Smith hit a home run after that. So instead of a double play, the Yankees would have been out of the inning and would have probably won the game. Uh, Smith got a chance to hit. He had a three-run home run. And it went almost exactly where Mazeroski's did. So, yeah, I, I can remember. That's that's the second World Series I remember. 
I can remember bits of the 59 World Series when the Dodgers beat the White Sox four games to two. And I remember the 60 World Series. I remember all of them from that point on. So, um, And I know who won the ones before then, but only because I've read about them, not because I watched them. <laughs> so when Randy starts accusing me of seeing Babe Ruth pitch, I, I, I wasn't there quite for that. All right, I'm, I'm rounding up guests here for the out, outdoor show. Okay. Uh, well, you round up guests for the outdoor show. We will tell you that uh, Ray Tucker's got that coming up. We'll tell you that, uh, again, on Arkansas's baseball weekend, Razorbacks struck out 57 batters in 31 and third innings. They walked 10. The pitching was absolutely amazing. You figure the top three guys, Hagen Smith, Brady Taggart, and Mason Molina, were all brilliant. We need to tell you that Ben Bybee, who might have been a guy that would have been the fourth starter here, Colin Fisher, who's going to pitch tomorrow against Grambling, uh, Bybee's got mononucleosis, so he's going to be out for a while. Uh, Colin Fisher will start the game tomorrow against Grambling. Next Razorback, their next 12 games are at home. They also got great relief for, from uh, Gabe Geckel, Will McIntyre, Cody Frank, who got that last out uh, yesterday. The bases loaded. Jake Faraday had a really good game against Oregon State, not so good against Oklahoma State. But here's the problem, Ray. In uh, the three games at Arlington... Arkansas hit 174. Oh. Had 19 hits. The Razorbacks struck out 32 times, so that's more than 10 per game. They hit into five double plays, and they left 30 men on, 31 men on base. So, uh, you know, that's an issue. They made six errors, four of them against Michigan, and they almost gave the Michigan game away. Uh, Michigan only had one earned run in that game, and they probably wouldn't have scored that if the errors hadn't happened. So that's what uh, Dave Van Horn wants to get cleaned up when they come back home for a while. And they will be home for a while. Tomorrow's game against Grambling is an afternoon game, so I am suspecting that uh, we've got it on our sister station. Um, and uh, we'll have drive time sports tomorrow. And, of course, Randy Rainwater will be back. So if, if you were doing a game and Smith struck out 17, at what point would you just go bananas? Oh, probably once you get into the the first 15 outs were strikeouts. So I'd say you start getting excited in the third inning when he's when they've had nine up and nine down all by strikes. And then it's almost every strikeout. So he struck him out again. How about this? Now, he throws a fastball 96 to 98 miles an hour. But he's, 15 of his strikeouts came on the slider. And so it, he must have missed on with the slider on Saturday night. So he gets 17 strikeouts, two of them on fastballs, 15 of them on sliders. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. So you can see why he projects to be a first-round draft pick. (laughs) Yeah, he projects the first-round draft pick. And we know Arkansas's offense is going to come around. Uh, As dominant as Arkansas's pitching is, will they they strike out that many hitters every weekend to get in the SEC? No, they're going to get some. And Hagen Smith certainly gives Arkansas a great advantage pitching on Friday night. But... Uh, you're not going to strike out 16 every nine innings. So it's actually 16.9, almost 17 for every nine innings. That's not going to happen. Um, that's that's all. That's 17 strikeouts and 10 outs the other way. That's pretty amazing. Think about it. They struck out in a nine-inning game. Arkansas struck out 23 batters against Oregon State. That means just four other outs. 20, 23 strikeouts. Four other outs. I've never heard of that. Then the next night, of course, they played 14 innings. Arkansas's pitchers struck out 25. So that's not the record for nine innings, but that's the record for a game. 25 strikeouts in 14 innings. Well, DBH was, uh, had been saying his pitching was, could be very, very good. But yeah, you, can't, you can't make errors and, and win big games. That's exactly right, and that's that's why the the errors in the uh, ninth inning were a little bit disconcerting. So, but they and they ended up had, so it gave, I guess, finally with the bases loaded and four to three, Cody Frank said, "Well, there's only one way to get rid of this. I'm going to get a strikeout," <laughs> and he did. <laughs> and that's how he uh, that's how he finished. Pretty amazing, yeah. So anyway, uh, that is how. Post games into this weekend, and again the uh, game tomorrow. Uh, Grambling is an afternoon game. When it, the weather's supposed to be great. When is the game at Dickie Stevens? 
Oh, gosh, it's much later in the season. Yeah. Oh, hope it's much nice and warm. Yeah, I hope so, too. Uh, let's see if I can pull up the baseball schedule. It, it uh, Yeah, I hope it's a little warmer, too. Like tomorrow, our high is supposed to be 70, maybe 79, but then it plunges, and on Wednesday it's going to be much cooler. And... Uh, Let's see, baseball schedule. It's going to be much cooler, but by the weekend when Arkansas is home again, it's going to be a little bit nicer. Okay, so tomorrow's game, Grambling, 3 o'clock start. This weekend, it's Murray State in town, Friday at 3, Saturday at 2, Sunday at uh, 1 o'clock. UCA will be in town next Tuesday, and we all remember when UCA beat Arkansas uh, one time. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about coming up for this weekend for Murray State, again, tomorrow's high is 83. Wednesday, 54, Thursday, 55, but for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, how about this? 65, 75, 75. Oh, my. Pretty good temperatures for the last, well, that's actually March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. So we're not we're not in spring yet, but it is March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Those are great uh, weekend weather reports. Let's see. My This goes all the way to next Tuesday when Arkansas plays UCA, 55 degrees that day. Again, most times you would take that in early March. This 12-game homestand, it's Grambling, Murray State, UCA, McNeese State is here March 8th, 9th, and 10th. Oral Roberts is here on the 12th. And then the first conference series, Missouri, March 15th, 16th, and 17th. Uh, So that's the first uh, conference series and also the first, not the first night game. They play Oral Roberts at night on the 12th. They don't play Little Rock this year? Well, let's just see. Let's go down uh, deeper in the schedule. Yes, they play Little Rock on Tuesday, March the 26th uh, at Fayetteville, 6.30 game. You wanted to know when the game was in Little Rock, so let's, or North Little Rock. Let's just see if I can run down and find that. Tuesday, April 23rd, Arkansas plays UAPB at uh, Dickey Stevens Park. That's Tuesday, April 23rd. So surely by April 23rd, the weather ought to be pretty decent, wouldn't you think? But if you listen to the TV weatherman, you won't know what's going on. <laughs> well, they're usually they're usually fairly pessimistic. <laughs> yeah, that's what I found. I, I don't want to insult Damon there because I know he's big well, into the weather. I, I'm uh, really sorry. I'm not much help tonight, Rick. Huh? It's okay. You've done fine. And guess what? The music's about to play anyway. So we will tell you thank you for those who did call. Thanks for all our guests that we had on Drive Time Sports. Pat Bradley, we hope you get out of that airplane before the evening is over. And Randy Rainwater will be back tomorrow night. So for Ray Tucker, this is Rick Schaefer saying thanks again for listening. We hope you'll join us tomorrow night for Drive Time Sports. Radio for Arkansas Sports Geeks. By Arkansas Sports Geeks. All day, every day. 1037 The Buzz. KABZ Little Rock. All About Tire Break Tire Pros makes buying tires simpler, making sure you're ready for any adventure life throws your way. We offer a straightforward approach to tire and auto service that includes nationwide.